the subject, building materials. And it's from 1 Corinthians chapter 3 where Paul says to build on the foundation the two different kinds of building materials, either gold, silver, and precious stones, or wood, hay, and stubble. What kind of building materials am I using? Over the years, I have entitled many messages I have attempted to preach on this title, What is the Gospel? Good question, isn't it? What is the Gospel? Now that question is answered quite clearly in the passage of Scripture that I just read, and there's many other passages of Scripture we could read where the gospel is defined. Uh, for instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, we begin with these words, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel. And he continues that thought until the end of verse 25. Because every verse is uh, connected by a conjunction saying the, ver the thought is not over till verse the end of verse 25 and it would be uh, well worth our pursuit to look at that passage of scripture to find out what God says the gospel is. And then we have this glorious statement in Romans chapter 1 verse 16 where Paul says, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it, the gospel, Here's what it is. It's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. To the Jew first, also to the Greek, for therein in the gospel is the righteousness of God revealed. How a righteous God can be righteous and accept somebody like me. What is the gospel? Now, what I'm going to do this morning is look at the phrases in the scripture with regard to the gospel where it defines itself. What is the gospel? Now, I love the fact that the gospel means good news. What is the gospel? It is good news. Any message that is preached that does not define the gospel, whatever else it may be, it's not a gospel message, is it? The gospel is good news. The gospel is news. It's something in the present. It's right now. The gospel is news. The fact that it's news prevents us from hiding in these two false refuges. The false refuge of the past and the false refuge of the future. 
It's in the now. Right now. Forget about yesterday. Forget about tomorrow. Right now. You see, when I hide in a false refuge in the past, I'm hiding in some kind of experience I think I had or something that I did that gives me assurance. I must be saved because of what happened yesterday. To hide in the future is to say, well, tomorrow things are going to be better. Tomorrow I'm going to straighten up things. Tomorrow I'm going to fill in the blank. That's salvation by works. That's all it is. The gospel is news. The gospel is something you hear. Have you heard the news? It's something you hear. I don't know how many times I've heard this statement. I would rather see a sermon than hear one. Oh, would you now? That is sanctimonious, pious dribble and nothing more. Faith cometh by what? Hearing. The news is something you hear. Present tense. And it's good news. The gospel by its very definition is good news. If it's not good news, it's not the gospel. Now, I realize the gospel is not good news to everybody. Listen to this scripture. I quoted this in... Bible study this morning. This is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. Everybody ought to embrace this and receive it as the best news you've ever heard that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Of whom Paul says, I am the chief. What demographic is that good news to? Sinners. Nobody else. Sinners. What is the gospel? What is the good News. And notice the definite article, the. What is the gospel? The gospel that excludes all others that are not defined in these terms. What is the gospel? I hope nobody says, well, I already know what that is. Remember, this is always present. It's always present. It's news. What is the gospel? Well, here's my first statement. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, is the gospel. 
I love this verse of scripture. This is one of my favorite. I, I've got a lot of favorite verses of scripture. When I heard 1 Corinthians chapter 13, I thought that's my favorite chapter in the Bible. I love that chapter. But listen to this verse. The beginning verse of the gospel of Mark is stated the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. There's the gospel. He is the gospel. Jesus. Thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Christ. The Christ. His offices. God's prophet. The word of God. And he's a prophet like no other prophet. Every other prophet says, thus saith the Lord. He says, I say unto you. Absolute authority. He's God's priest. Every other priest has brought the sacrifice of animal blood. He brings his own blood into the very presence of God. He's a king like no other king because every other king has borrowed authority. He has inherent authority because of who he is. He's the son of God. Jesus Christ, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the son of God, the second person of the Trinity, the uncreated creator of the universe. It's good news. You see, he's able to save because of who he is. You see, everything is predicated on who he is. He is the gospel. That's not cliche. That's the truth. He is the gospel. Hear his own testimony in John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way not I'll show you the way I'm it I am the truth not I'll teach you the truth I'm it I'm it I love it when the Lord said after Martha said I understand that uh He'll be raised on the third day. Or I understand that he'll be raised on the last day when you raise him. And he said, I am the resurrection. <laughs> it's not an event. I'm it. I am the truth. I am the life. He doesn't say, I'll show you life or I'll, even I'll give you life. He said, I'm it. I am the life. No man comes to the Father but by me. You know what that means? That means when he comes to the Father, everybody in him comes to the Father. Jesus Christ is the gospel. Now, do you understand that? I know you, you, you do you believe it. I know we don't understand all the, everything that's behind that, but we believe it, don't we? Jesus Christ is the gospel. The Son of God is the gospel. That's why Paul called it the gospel concerning his Son. That's what the gospel is. It's the gospel concerning his Son. What is the gospel? 
the Bible. The Bible. Genesis 1-1 through Revelation 22-21. The Word of God. Paul put it this way. In Romans chapter 1, verse 1, the gospel of God, which he promised afore by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The gospel is the message contained from Genesis 1 1 through Revelation 22 21. Let me tell you something that I uh, could care less about men's documents and confessions and creeds. God wrote the Bible. You can't. Why would you want to look at anything else? Well, here's our confession. I could care less what your confession is. What does God's word say? The gospel is the Bible. This is the religion of this book. 2 Timothy 3.16 says all scripture is given by inspiration of God. Isaiah chapter 8, verse 20, to the law and to the testimony, if they speak not according to this word, not the confessions, not the church rules, but this word, it's because there's no light in them. What is the gospel? It's this book. Aren't you thankful for the scriptures? Aren't you thankful for the word of God? It's so glorious. I mean, somebody says, I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. I do. I do. I mean, it recommends itself. You read this book, you know men didn't write this. If you have the Holy Spirit, you know that. Men did not write this book. This is the book of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think of what Paul said in his defining of the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, which I mentioned earlier. It's how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. You can say Christ died for our sins and never preached the gospel. It's how that he died for our sins according to the scriptures. What is the gospel? According to Revelation chapter 14, verse 6, it's called the everlasting gospel. The eternal gospel. What is the gospel? It's the gospel that is eternal. It's not a thing of time. It is eternal without beginning, without end. A gospel that has its beginning in time is what Paul would call another gospel. The gospel is eternal. It didn't begin with time. It's eternal. Just as God is eternal, his gospel is eternal. It never had a beginning. It'll never have an ending. The gospel is not God's response to us. The gospel is not God cleaning up the mess that Adam made. The gospel is eternal. Revelation chapter 13, 8, we read these glorious words of the lamb slain, the lamb having been slain 
from the foundation of the world. Hebrews 4.3 says all the works, all the works of the gospel, everything else because God's eternal, all the works were finished from the foundation of the world. 2 Timothy 1.9 says he saved us and he called us. He saved us and he called us. The saving came before the calling. He saved us and he called us. Not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. This is the gospel. The eternal gospel without beginning without ending if it's not eternal it's not God's gospel is it the gospel is eternal what is the gospel listen to this scripture from Galatians 1 verse 11 Paul said I certify you brethren that the gospel which was preached of me was not after Man, it's not derived from any human source. It's utterly divine. I love thinking about that. The gospel doesn't come from man. It's not derived from man. Not God's gospel. Not the saving gospel. It's not after man it is utterly divine. It's not derived from any human source. It's what Paul called in Romans 1.1 the gospel of God. Not the gospel of man. The gospel of God. What is the gospel? What is the good news? Well, we read in Ephesians chapter 6 verse 19 of the Mystery of the gospel. The mystery of the gospel. What is a mystery? What is meant by this word mystery? A mystery is not truth concealed. Mystery to me, that's the way we use the term really. Mystery to me, I don't know. The mysteries of the gospel is not truth concealed, but truth revealed. It's not something you intellectually comprehend. You know, the mysteries of God, here's, here's the best example I can think of when we, when we think of the mystery of God. For instance, only in the Bible do we find that God is one God in three distinct persons. God the Father, one God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord thy God is one God. He's not two gods. He's not three. He's one God in three distinct persons. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit now that is a mystery that's revealed that we would never have known had not God made it 
known. I couldn't think, well, I'm going to figure out who God is. I'm going to search. I'm going to study. I'm going to figure out who God is. Oh, I've come up with it. He's one God in three. You wouldn't do that. You believe it. You don't so much comprehend it and understand it. The mysteries of God are not so much intellectually comprehended and grasped. They're way too high for that. They're believed. Great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. The eternal, infinite God whom the universe cannot contain became a man. You understand that? No, do you believe it? Yep. I think of Paul speaking of, I speak a great mystery. I speak concerning Christ in the church. The two will be one flesh. That's talking about the union of Christ with his people, the eternal union. I'm one with him. I've always been one with him. I'm eternally one with him. <sighs> great is the mystery. Uh, the the, the the, the truth of the gospel is so high, it's so glorious, it's so transcendent. It's beyond human comprehension. But we believe. We believe the mystery of the gospel. In Acts chapter 15 verse 7, we read of the word of the gospel. The word of the gospel. What's in my mind right now? The only way you can know what's in my mind is by the words that come out of my mouth. Christ is called the word of God. What's in God's mind? Jesus Christ. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God as a distinct person. The Word was God. Jesus Christ is the Word of God. The Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, the writer to the Hebrews said. Peter said, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible, by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. The gospel is the word. The word. I, I love thinking about this, believing it, adoring it. What is the gospel? It's the word from the word that reveals the word. It's the word, the gospel message. What Paul said to Timothy, Timothy, preach the word. Does the word declare that God is? Preach it. Does the word declare God sovereign? Preach it. Does the word declare that God elected a people? Preach it. Preach the word. Preach the word. The gospel is the word from the written word. That reveals the living word, the Lord Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? The gospel is the word. The word of God. We read in numerous times in the New Testament of the 
truth of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the truth. The gospel is the truth. The phrase, the truth of the gospel, is used twice in Galatians chapter 2. First, when he refused to circumcise Titus. The Judaizer said he needs to be circumcised. Paul said, no, we didn't give a minute of obedience to anything that we're saying that the truth of the gospel might continue. In other words, Paul is saying, if we would have circumcised Titus, they say he, he needs to be circumcised. He said the truth of the gospel would not continue. It would have been gone. And then he saw Peter get up and move tables. And he publicly reprimanded him in front of everybody because he walked not uprightly according to the truth of the gospel. Now what Peter was saying is if when I'm sitting here eating with these Gentiles and all of a sudden these guys from Jerusalem come and I'm intimidated, I want to please them, so I get up and move tables and eat with the Jews instead of the Gentiles and by that action, I'm saying by that action that Christ is not all in salvation. I'm saying you can be a little bit more pleasing to God over here on the Jewish table and not eating uh, Gentiles' food and not being with it. You're more pleasing. If you can be more pleasing by anything you do, you're saying Christ is not all in salvation. That's the truth of the gospel. Uh, the truth of the gospel, you see, it's only the gospel that is a declaration of God's character. Every attribute of God is manifest in the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ. And anything said that is contrary to any of his attributes is not the truth. It's only the gospel that declares the truth of man. Evil, sinful, dead in sins. Anything contrary to that is not the gospel. The truth of the gospel. Give me the truth only the gospel tells the truth. The law was given by Moses. Listen to this scripture. The law was given by Moses. Well, we know God gave Moses the law, but listen to what the Holy Spirit says. The law was given by Moses. Anything that has anything to do with salvation by works is law, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. The truth of the gospel. What is the gospel? The gospel is the truth. In Acts chapter 20, verse 24, we read of the gospel of the grace of God. What is the gospel? The gospel is the grace of God. Now, what is meant by the grace of God? It's a good question. Turn to Romans chapter 11. What is the gospel? The gospel is the grace of God. Verse 1, Romans chapter 11. I say then, hath God cast away his people? God forbid. For I also am an Israelite of the seed of Abraham of the tribe of Benjamin. God hath not cast away his people which he foreknew. Uh, what does that 
word foreknowledge means? Does it mean God's a time traveler and he can look ahead at, at, and see what's going to take place and who's going to... No. Doesn't mean that at all. That's a denial of what it means. Whom he did foreknow. Adam knew his wife Eve. The Lord said to some people, he knew what their names were and what their works were, but he said, I never knew you. This is talking about his love, whom he foreknew. Now, God hath not cast away his people, which he foreknew. Don't you know that the scripture says of Elias, how he makes intercession to God against Israel, saying, Lord, they've killed thy prophets and dig down thine altars, and I'm left alone and they seek my life. But what saith the answer of God unto him? I have reserved to myself 7,000 men which have not bowed the knee to the image of Baal. Even so then at this present time there is a remnant according to the election of grace. Don't you love that term? The election of grace. That's God's choice of his people before the foundation of the world and it's of grace. Now look at verse 6. Here's what grace means. If by grace, then it's no more works. Otherwise, grace is no more grace. You put any work in it at all, anything that you need to do before God can do something for you, that ain't grace.